welcome back to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. We have not been here for a while, so today we have myself, Ryan, Ben, Tiffany, and then our guest today is Daryl Davidson, who will be, you're on the ballot That's correct. to be elected for district, district court, court judge. judge. Yes. See, I'm getting better. I, I'm like the least legal person, so I'm getting better. <laughs> so we're going to talk to Daryl about honestly, what these local politics are, kind of the platforms. You guys are all Republicans, okay. so yes. you know we're going to talk about kind of what, what we're going for, and uh, I'm going to let Ben kick this off because uh, I, I know uh, nothing about any of this. Well, you know, the Dar- law no. and politics, that is not mixed <laughs> yeah, you know, now, now, wait a minute. Now, Daryl, we usually keep this podcast away from politics. I'll okay. Say, but, <laughs> but sometimes we get something really interesting we want to talk to about, and, and you're an interesting guy. Okay. Here. Oh, we go back a little way. Yeah, he's got a bow tie uh, yeah. on. I mean, come he's on. the best looking person that's ever been on this podcast. Hey, well, he's probably the best looking lawyer that's ever been <laughs> in this building. Oh, yeah. don't tell Mike Godley. Oh, he might Mike, be. Yeah, Mike's going to be sad. And look, he's got that little gray going down his head like Clarence Thomas. That's I said, you need to be a judge. Wisdom. That, that need to be a judge. That's what that stands for. But we go way back, uh, you know, yes. at Praxin here in Iredale County and in the area, and, and you actually went to school with my wife, I sure Angela. Did. I sure did. For a time. Okay, how was Angela in school? She was nice. Very, very nice. She and was and nice I, Yeah, back very then? nice. And you know what? I'll tell you what. I didn't even know the connection, man, until we started doing the bar parties, and I was like, yeah. okay, this is this is your wife. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Is yeah. it true? Is yeah. it true? It's Ben want... McConnell. <laughs> yeah, Ben McConnell. That's my name. Hey, uh, is it true that if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to get a hall pass from Angela? Uh, now, I don't know if it was from her, but we had to get a hall pass. <laughs> no, that is true. I, I heard she ran things. Really? Man. Oh, yeah. I she don't know if like it was from teacher's her. Pet it does not surprise stuff. me at all. No, but she, she thinks the world of you. And I think the world of her. And you, know, and you too. And, and I mean you, that sincerely. She says you've got integrity, you're honest, and uh, and now you've got the experience. Yes. You, how long have you been practicing now? I've been practicing now. I was licensed in 1999, uh, 21 years. 21 years now. Just a little baby. Yeah, man. well, something like 21 that. 21 years. <laughs> I've seen some things. I look in the mirror. I go, oh, no. And so uh, you're, you entered this, uh, this run for the district court judge. That's and right. And that would cover... Iredale County. And Alexander County. And Alexander County. Yes. And you practice up in Alexander predominantly, right? Well, actually. Or that's where your well, office that's is. That's where my office is. Okay. And, and given that it's the same district, Iredale County and Alexander County, you know, I just decided to to put my office there because I, I saw a building that I wanted and I purchased it. And it was at a reasonable price. Oh, you must, so that's music yeah. to Ben's ears. So, oh, real estate. Yeah. Yes, love so, it. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, and here's the deal. You know, I, I've been doing it for so long that you know my clients from Iredale County are willing to drive, and they were willing to drive to Alexander County to still retain. How me. far is that from here? Well, it's about forty-five minutes. Oh, that's not as bad. Not, I don't. You, I don't, you I don't go that way. In, you live in Mooresville, right here in Mooresville. Yeah, yeah you, right here you, in Mooresville. And I know y'all went to school in South Iredale, but you ended up graduating from North North Iredale. And I'll tell you that you left for a little while. Yeah, I left. You know, my mother. Um, you know, and she's still living. My father's passed away. I don't have any brothers or sisters. So my mother raised me pretty much along with my grandparents as well as my my aunts and uncle and my extended family. Um, my mother went back, bless her heart, she was the first one to actually attend college out of our family, out of her siblings. She attended Barbara Scotia College. Oh, I, see, um, I went to Concord yeah, Middle, so yeah, I passed it every day. Yeah, Barbara mm-hmm. Scotia. Oh, you did too. Yeah, she started <laughs> there but didn't finish. And so when I was in the fifth grade, you know, she decided she wanted to go back. So she went to Livingstone College in Salisbury. And she graduated when I was, actually, I think it was 1980 when I was in the fifth grade. And they allowed her to bring me to class sometimes. So I was able to actually understand, you know, all the stuff about college. So when she graduated there, she worked as a social worker. And uh, when I got into high school, she wanted to get her master's degree. 
and um, in social work. And she got into the University of Chapel, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And it was a one-year program. She had to start in the summer. I was going into my 10th grade year. And she said, we're going to have to pick up and move. I said, okay, fine. Um, so we actually lived on campus and married student housing. I went to Chapel Hill Senior High <laughs> my 10th grade year. Um, met a lot of friends, hung out on campus, and my mother ended up, she graduated with a master's degree from Carolina, and then when we returned home, um, I ended up going to North because my, my cousin was going to North, and we wanted to stay playing football together, so I said, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll go to North with you, and we'll graduate because we were the same age, so that's how I ended up going and graduating from North Idaho, but I still stayed in the South Idaho district. It was at a time where they would let you drive, you know, to oh, yeah. or go, you know, mm -hmm. to, you know, at that time, so I still maintain my friendships. As you know, with my, my friends from South Iredale that I went to Wayside and Troutman Middle and Southwood. So I still right. maintain my, my friendship still to this day. So I actually go to both reunions. You know, <laughs> you. I do. Good. North Iredale and South you know, I can't Somehow get Angela. prom king of both schools. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was. I can't get Angela to go to a reunion. I, th I say, you too good. Yeah, yeah, are you, you just should. too good to go see you? You know, there are people There are people that you hadn't seen in a while, and they think about you. You know, I, I remember the last reunion that I went to for North Iredale, there was a gentleman everybody would ask about, and nobody had seen him since graduation. And, man, when he stepped in the door, man, it was, it's, everybody just burst out, you know, in the applause and, and, you know, and the whole nine because nobody had seen him. I, I just I think it's a very good thing. Oh, yeah. I do. It's I do. great. Ben gets that, too. They applaud when he's not there. Yeah, yeah he's, he didn't show up this year. <laughs> Y'all have fun just picking on me at these things. Yeah. Well, I don't know I why just, I even come. I haven't been that. in the office for a while. i got to yeah. get it out of my system. Well, Y'all well, got to have somebody to pick on. You know, pick I, on Daryl. Yeah, well, I, I got I to tell, tell you a funny story about the, the last reunion. And um, we were, you know, it was a young lady that uh, said, you know, I remember you in school. She says, you know what? I, you're an attorney now. I don't really remember you being that smart. <laughs> I said, you know what? I remember you being that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it doesn't no, take much kidding. to be I'm an attorney. Kidding. We know that. No, yeah. I, I'm living proof. I'm living proof. We, we went you to dinner that. the other night, and uh, there's a kid that was serving us, and he said, hey, I think I want to go back to him. They didn't know what they were doing. And, and uh, he said, I think I want to go be an attorney. And these guys were like, oh, really? And Ben said, you know what? It doesn't take much to be an attorney. I'm living proof of that. <laughs> the kid kind of looked at him. Like, oh, hey, oh, I think I can you, do it. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It takes something to be a judge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking, baby. Yeah. So you you graduated, went to college, then went on to law school, exactly. and came back here to practice. Yes. And and been doing uh, been in the practice for like we said, 21 years. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of experience. I know the other guys running against you and, and uh, they're all good guys from yes, what i understand are. everybody running is great exactly and we vowed to run a clean campaign i tell people they are my opponents they are not my enemies mm. um we were friends before this race um we were friends during this race and one of us will have to practice before one or the other you know after this race mm -hmm. I, I tell people if you run you run a smelly campaign it'll stink after the election <laughs> so i want to make sure and i always tell people i don't i don't bad mouth my opponents no. they are my friends we just yeah. happen to want the same seat right so right. that's where and, i am and you can't say this but I, but I can yeah you, you can <laughs> you can't say this but i can but i, I think experience <laughs> matters and the longer you practice you know, the more you're exposed to, the more you understand how the law works, and and nothing against your opponents, the great guys. Yeah, they I, are. I mean, I don't know them personally, yeah. but 
but I know they've been practicing about six years yeah. compared to year 21 years, and that's a big difference. And um, Well, so I mean, you I, get to I, go I, practice in not just district court. You go up to superior court as well, yeah, which is, you know. That, uh, On a monthly a, basis. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, so yeah. you get a lot of experience in 21 Jury years. Jury trials. It serves yeah. you well on the bench. And, yeah. uh, you know, if you happen to win and these guys don't, they're going to have an opportunity. Right. Uh, yeah. At some point in their career yeah, to they run will. for judge. And I think that's admirable that all of you are running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's great. Well, and, and it's a public service job. I yeah. mean, I, I tell people, you know, when they ask me, you know, why you want to do it, is it for the money is it for the you know i'll actually work have to work harder because i'll be required to be there from you know nine to five and sometimes after that as you know when you have your own practice if you don't have anything going on you have no appointments in the afternoon you could pack it up literally if you've done everything at two or three and go home can't do that yeah. as a district court judge you're it's there not to yeah, yeah, yeah. no 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 you're no. subject to somebody yeah. else's schedule yeah you are and and so one of the things you know people talk about the experience anybody could practice for 21 years that doesn't mean that they've been a great attorney that doesn't mean that you know that uh, they know it all it just means that they've had a job for 21 years well one of the things that i always tell people about my 21 year experience is that over that 21 years, not only do I have experience, but I've built my credibility, um, mm-hmm. not only just with my colleagues, um, with my clients, um, and hopefully with the court, everybody in and around the court from the time that I step in and meet the bailiffs in the morning, I make sure that I make, I, I say hello to them, talk about how they're doing because they're important also. Oh, absolutely. The clerk's office, mm-hmm. you know, they're mm-hmm. important. They're like the heartbeat of the, you know, of the courthouse. So they're important. And I learned a lot of that courtroom etiquette and being respectful to everybody in and around the courtroom. You know, when I first started practicing with James Mallory and Presley Maddox, um, they taught me not, it's not just about knowing the law and practicing the law. It, it, it's about building relationships and building credibility. You can spend your entire lifetime building credibility and one thing that you do, and, you know, as far as being dishonest, it could ruin it all. Take it all away. You know, and that's your goodwill. That's your goodwill oh, yeah. in the You know, we, we had a podcast with uh, uh, Randy Marion uh, one one day, and uh, he said, what did he say? He said, so he, he had a couple of things that I really liked. One was, if I'm going to be taking from this community as far as, you know, I'm earning business, right. I always want to be able to give back. Exactly. And then the other thing that he really said was, all you have is your reputation. That's it. It's all you have. At the end of the your day, name, it's your, all yeah. about your name. That's all people know you for. And if you can build a good reputation with a good name, the, exactly. you can't do anything yeah. Yeah. wrong, kind of. And, 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 and that, you know, that, that reminds me of a sermon, you know, when I was growing up in church and um, the preacher talked about having a good name. You know, and how the father told his son, son, you have a good name. Don't ruin it. Um, and so I tell people, it, it's being a district court judge, it, it's not just about sitting on the bench handling cases. You, you, you need to be there promptly. Um, you need to be willing to stay there to 5 o'clock. Um, you got to have a good work ethic. You cannot, you know, be in a situation where, you, hey, I don't feel like this today. You still have to go in. You still have to go in every day with the idea that, you are there to serve the people, and not only that, that you're going to be fair. Anybody that walks into the courtroom, all they want to know is, are you going to be fair? Are you going to apply the laws of the Constitution as they stand, which I firmly believe in, in every amendment, because the amendments, I, I call it the great equalizer. It gave me the opportunity to be the person that I am today and the laws of the state of North Carolina, and you apply it fairly. The courtroom is no place for anybody to have home field advantage. If you're talking about football or baseball or whatever, there we go. Now, you know. now I can understand this podcast. <laughs> well, you know, and like I said, I, I, you know, I tell people, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, 
um, when you walk out of that courtroom, even if I lost the case, okay, um, even if my client, you know, we were not successful, as long as I knew that they applied the law to the facts that are before us, I, I, I'm fine with that, you know. I'm, I'm totally fine. And I think that. any attorney would be. You know, yeah. all the attorneys that I've spoken with, that's that's what they ultimately, you know, everyone wants to win. Oh, yeah. But yeah. if the facts were given and they did it fairly and justly, yes. you, yeah. what's there to complain yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and actually, that's that's my mantra, you know, fairness mm-hmm. to all, equality to all. Um, you know, if people ask me about, you know, people ask me about, um, you know, uh, you know, whether I, you know, whether I'm conservative and, 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 you know, or am I liberal, you know, do, you know, you know, am I so, you know, how how I feel about social issues. And I tell people the only thing I've ever wanted in life for free is an opportunity and, and, and give me the same opportunity that everybody else has and let me do what I need to do with that opportunity. And, and I have, um, and I believe people should be held accountable for their actions. You know, if you're given the opportunity, everybody else is given, there should be no excuse at the end of the day, why you didn't run the race. And so, you know, again, um, my belief, my strong belief is that, you know, as far as a district court judge is concerned, what you're there to do in front of those folks and what you owe it, it's a duty. It's not only a duty by God, it's a duty in your heart and it's a duty to community to treat everybody fair and equal in this process. It's, it's not about, again, it's not about home field advantage for somebody or that somebody knows me. And I've already told individuals, they say, <laughs> well, when you're a judge, will you do this? I said, you know what? There'll be, there'll be some cases and some people I'll have to recuse myself from because I am not going to give the, you know, I'm not going to give the impression that I'm for one person or the other. Um, it's going to be, you know, if, if I'm going to be fair to everybody else, I'm definitely going to use that same mentality when it comes to, you know, having cases with you or anybody else. Um, so that, that, that's my biggest thing. I, and, and that stems from growing up, um, you know, my mother, again, single parent home. Uh, I grew up on a dirt road in a mobile home. In fact, we stayed in that single wide trailer um, up until I was a sophomore at Howard University. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I learned early growing up was, you know, I I remember a situation in third grade. There was a young lady who um, was treated really badly because, you know, she didn't have the means. You know, she was she was, you know, and I didn't of course I didn't realize I was poor, too. But, (laughs) you know, she really had it rough. And I I knew that. And and, and that always sort of stayed with me um, that they treated her that way because she was poor and and it didn't have anything to do with color you know because she she was she was not a minority but she was poor and and I, and I and something it made me feel bad about that and then i had my own experiences you know you know when i was playing football and uh, you know baseball and and i saw some things you know as far as people getting picked for certain things because you know mm-hmm. there was um, you know, they were, you know, they, they were favorites and, and, and I just felt that, you know, in life, it should not be that way. That, that was the thing that really shaped me. And, and one of the things that I just, I really, really hated, um, and, and should I say, uh, you know, really stuck with me is that I, I never liked any situation where it was any type of disparity. And I wouldn't care if it was, you know, disparity among, you know, you know, poor, rich, you know, women, men, you know, you know, the different races, as far as I'm concerned, we're one race, we're the human race. And, you know, so that was a big sticking point for me. Mm-hmm. And and so that's why, you know, for me, you know, the first thing I thought about is one thing that anybody that steps into the courtroom in front of me that they'll never have to worry about is whether I'll be fair or not. 
Um, I and never, that's what you're running on. Yeah, that's really yeah, fairness yeah, to fairness, all. Fairness, right? fairness for all. And, and I think all. that's what that's what the bar wants. That's yes. what lawyers want. That's yes. what clients want. It, it's a duty. But you me, are yeah. an anomaly. You know, here you are, a, a, a black man. Yes. Who's a Republican yes. running for judge? It's the first time. Yes. In our history, I think so. We've yeah. got that we've had that, and it's the first opportunity I know of that we could actually put. Yeah, uh, a black judge on the bench yeah. in our area. Yeah, and which and I, I think yeah. is is great. I appreciate it. You know, <laughs> I think, and, and, I actually, and, I think it's yeah, time. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, and I don't, you know, and I tell people, you know, I, I don't. I know that you're yeah. not running. Yeah, on and that. I don't run on that. Um, if you know, I'll let people, you know, they'll they'll ask me about it, and I'll, and, and of course, uh, you know, I only state the facts. Sir, you know, did I you realize you're black? Yeah, oh, you know, really? Hey, oh. and, and I tell well. people, hey, look, I only state the facts. I'm not going to distort the facts. It it is what it is, you know. And I've had people ask me that. Will you be the first, or you know, has there ever ever been? And 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 I would be. And and so let, let me let me speak on that because there are some individuals, you know, who feel like you know I'm only in the Republican Party because of the judges' race, which is is totally not true. Um, I grew up, you know, the way I grew up, um, it was always ingrained in us as a minority, of course, that, hey, you know, you're a Democrat, you will remain Democrat, you know, and, you know, you help people and this and that and that and this. Well, you know, as I got older and I, I became a little bit more politically, I'd say politically astute, I understood there were certain things that were near and dear to me that I was really conservative about. Um, you know, fiscally conservative, you know, I, I own a business. And so I have to actually pay, you know, taxes. And, you know, for those taxes, I'm concerned about where my money goes. I, I totally understand growing up that there were individuals who needed assistance, but there are also individuals who don't really need it, but they still get it. And hey, that's, they'll have to answer for that. But that's, you know, I'm conservative with that. As far as, you know, people in court that commit crimes or they, they, they do these situations in civil court where they're not, you know, I would say good participants in a lawsuit. People need to be held accountable for their actions, period. And, and people ask me, you know, well, where's my stance on certain cases? Well, things that, that, that really do stick out in my mind, and I, I tell individuals, any abuse that involves children, elderly, um, animals, these are, these are individuals, these are class, these are uh, individuals that, that are helpless, right. okay? They can't defend themselves, okay? If a criminal case comes before me and the state proves their case, now here's the key thing. If the state proves their case, I'm, 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 I'm going to give it to them. I'm, I'm going to give the, you know, I'm going to give the punishment, you know, according to the actions because those are things that are near and dear to me. If it's a situation where I feel like somebody's not being equal in a situation, um, you know, I'm going to definitely, you know, my judgments are going to come down accordingly. So, you know, I, I do believe people should be held accountable for their actions. And this idea that, uh, you know, I'm only in the race because, you know, I'm only, you know, Republican Party because of, uh, you know, the race is not true. I became independent a few years ago. And, and, and a large part of the reason was because um, I, there were people in the Republican Party that I wanted to vote for that I felt were good people that lined up with the same ideas that I had. And I wanted mm -hmm. to vote in the primaries for them. Okay. And so, you know, I, I'd been independent and, you know, um, from Democrat. And so when it came to, you know, as far as, you know, uh, 
toying and talking about, you know, with other people, hey, you know, you're a little bit more conservative than what I thought. And I said, well, was that because of my appearance? And, you know, they would say, <laughs> yeah, you know, probably a little bit. But one of the turning points in, in, in my life um, as far as, you know, uh, learning about the whole political process and being politically astute and politically aware and, and really where my core values um, you know, lied was, you know, my, 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 when my father passed away, you know, he was a Vietnam veteran. He died without benefits. In other words, when they discharged him, they discharged him with no benefits. And that was when I was a young kid. I was, of course, my dad, I was three going on four. He made it through the war, came home, died in a tragic accident, you know, he drowned. And, uh, but he had mental issues that my mother, you know, basically had this, you know, um, fight, not necessarily fight, but, you know, she, she had a case with the government for years. And in fact, you know, 10 years into it, 15 years into it, I, I would tell my mom, I said, you know, Ma, you know I'm, I'm a little concerned that if this thing doesn't turn out right, you know, you, you're just going to have a breakdown because you're so, you know, you're so wound into it. And she reached out to um, a congressman. Um, and once she reached out to him, things sort of started to open up a little bit. And about four years ago, which was really about 42 years later after my dad passed away, um, the government granted my dad his, his benefits. And what that was able to do for my mom was my dad was able to have a full military burial. So they exhumed his body and they, they buried him. They exhumed his body at Cameron Presbyterian church in Elmwood. And they, 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 uh, uh, reinterned him at the military or the uh, veterans cemetery in Salisbury. Mm. And the person that was helping my mom, okay, even though my mom was registered Democrat, my mom was a minority, was, was, um, uh, gosh, gosh, it, it, it gives me a little <laughs> bit of tears because, you know, my mom went through a lot. Right. It was Richard Burr. Yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, and, and, and that really, at that point, I, I was like, you know, that, that doesn't even sound right. You know, you got, you know, a Republican right. who's helping my mom, you know, who, you know, Democrats supposed to be minority. They're not supposed to be able to even talk mm -hmm. or get along. Mm -hmm. But here's a gentleman who reached out, helped my mom and, you know, in the Republican Party. So this idea that just because I'm, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean that because you're in the Republican Party, you have to have views that just, you know, are totally you're totally against any other party. Right. You know, so <clears throat> that that was that was a big sticking point for me. And 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 so, you know. All we, you know, all I ever wanted, you know, I tell people is, you know, I lined up, of course, I'm conservative with my, 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 my ideas about a lot of things, more conservative than what people think. But all I wanted to ever do was feel welcomed in. And there was a gentleman that, that you know, up, uh, that, that, you know, asked me, had saw me walking to court a few times and, and um, asked me, you know, hey, you know, I see you walking to court, you know, you, would you like to, you know, and I walked right past the, 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 the Republican Party headquarters and we, we actually had lunch one day. And, and that's when I felt welcomed. He, you know, and I said, you know, now I know somebody I can sort of go to the meetings with and, and listen and the whole nine, and, and, and I won't feel like out of place. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you're wanting diversity, um, there are a lot of individuals out there, a lot of minorities, just like myself, okay, who want to be a part of the party, but, you know, they haven't been welcomed in. But since I've been running for judge... You know, let me tell you what's happening. Now the individuals who know me, okay, and they know now that, okay, I'm in the Republican Party, they want, they're interested now. So now, um, you know, they have, a, you know, in the, as far as the Republican Party, you know, they have somebody like that looks like me that's able to reach 
a lot of the people that are wanting to come in that have not been coming because they, they couldn't identify with anybody. No, I, I that would came think in. I would think you would be a a great face yeah. for the Republican Party. You know, and, and it's and it's not just a stunt. <laughs> you know, I, I tell right. people it's, it's 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 not a stunt because one of the things that people don't realize is this. Stepping out as a minority, joining, you know, a, a party where, you know, growing up in your community, it was felt like that they were not welcome. You know, they have some harsh feelings about that. Right. But I have, to, you know, so I have to, you know, I've had to deal. But I was pleasantly surprised that when I did, even some of my friends and, you know, in my community, they said, you know what, we support you because we know what you stand for. You know, even though we're not a part of the party, you know, we're considering it now. <laughs> there you go. That's a huge win. Okay. We're yeah. considering it now because now we feel like we have someone there who we can identify with and we can feel comfortable and, you know, come yeah. to the meetings and the whole nine. So it, it's, you know, it, it's really, really amazing to me that, you know, at this day and age that there are individuals who, you know, want to be a part of something, but they just haven't been welcomed in and, you know, people ask me all the time about, hey, you know, well, what do you think about guns? You know, what, what do you think yeah. about the abortion Yeah, I bet issue? you get those questions. Yeah. I get those questions a lot. And, and, and people think, okay, well, I don't know if he's really about gun rights. Well, before I ran my first election, okay, my, my first campaign as an independent, um, I, I wouldn't apply for my concealed um, carry and, and got it. Set in class, um, you know, got it, and I wanted it. And, and one of the reasons I wanted it is I have a family, okay, that, that needs protection. I have Two boys and two girls. My, my, Which, yeah, your kids are crushing it. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm, I'm <laughs> proud of them because education was important. You see how it's generational. My mom Absolutely. got hers. I got mine. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to have theirs. And so, you know, if somebody breaks into my house, you know, I want to be able to have the right to be able to, you know, that that's it's a Second Amendment right. It's my right. It's just as important as all the other amendments. Now, having said that, another issue that comes up is 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 the abortion issue. You know how I stand, and not that any of this has a lot to do with district court. Yeah, you're, these, you're not going to be ruling on these. These, these yeah. issues don't don't come through district court, but just right. so people can understand, you know, I want grand, I want grandkids. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I encourage pro life. I encourage, you know, my, you know, uh, at the appropriate time, you know, for for <laughs> not, my children, not the fifteen year old right now. Yeah, no, uh, for my children to have children. I want them to. I, I I think I would be crushed if I learned that you know something happened and you know uh, and they were not able to you know procreate or they prevented procreation or something to that effect. Um, but as it stands right now, the law is is that it's illegal. So guess what I have to do? You know, as a judge. I have to abide by the laws that are on the books, period, okay? Anything else is unacceptable. Anything else is unethical. And if you're asking a judge, okay, to apply the laws, guess what you're asking them to do? To apply the laws that are on the book. And and until that changes, until that changes— then I, I'm, I'm, you know, I have to do, you know, what I'm ethically required to yeah, do. Yeah, I think it's a shame that they ask judges, uh, you know, those their position on a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and because it, it'll never, that, never. I yeah. think that's the same answer Kavanaugh gave. I, I think, so, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. And, and you, you'd be amazed at the, yeah. the answers that I got, um, you know, or the questions that I got during the last time that I campaigned about, you know, just even the Kavanaugh hearings, mm-hmm. you know. And I said, you know, I, you know, as far as district court judge, it, that that doesn't really come into the realm of of what I do. Um, and, and for those of individuals that, that are listening to the podcast and they don't understand what district court is, um, district court is the court where, you know, civil cases as well as criminal cases are handled as far as the criminal side of it is concerned. 
anything from traffic tickets all the way up to low-level felonies are handled in, in, in criminal court. You know, I've been a criminal defense attorney, I've, you know, um, oh, for, the, for the 21 years. Mm-hmm. And so I've dealt with everything from speeding tickets all the way up to breaking and enterings and everything in between. Right. So also you deal with what they call juvenile court, which is, you know, juveniles that actually get in, you know, get into trouble or run, you know, run afoul of the law. You know, I've had to represent them and I've represented them also. And then you have, of course, you know, the civil side of it. The civil side of it is has to deal with family law, you know, divorces, child custody issues, um, things that, you know, evolve around um, small claims court, you know, when when you want to sue your neighbor, if it's, you know, less than twenty five thousand dollars that you're asking for, you can do it in district court. And and I've done that, too. I yeah, run a breach very of general, contract. Yeah, yeah, breach of contract. Uh, real actions, estate stuff. Real estate stuff. I've, I've done it all. Injury cases. Yeah, injury, all. Personal injury cases. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've done it all. I've done everything you can imagine. My, 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 my running joke is this. You know, I've done everything in district court you can imagine except for get locked up. Now, I've come close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that one. That's good one. But, and, and in all seriousness, I have. And again, you know, I, you know, yeah, I can tout experience, 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 but it's what you do with that experience that makes the difference and how you're, you know, and what other people think about you during that experience is what's important. And you can ask anybody in and around the courtroom, you know, even if a case doesn't go my way, even if I don't agree with what the state may be saying about, you know, prosecuting the case that I, you know, that I have, or even if, you know, my opponent doesn't want to give me the custody hours that I want, you know, for, or the, the visitation hours or, uh, or, or, or that I want for my client or whatever, I'm always respectful to them. They, they can never say that I've, <laughs> I've, you well, know, sat you, there and argued yeah, with yeah, them or anything yeah. like that. And you that. do have that reputation. Yeah, I try to. And I you've really been, and to. you've been in, in, uh, leadership positions within yes. the bar yes. also. You were president I, I, yeah, of the past, Yeah, past president of, of, of the bar. I've sat on mm-hmm. the United Way board. I've sat on when the Covenant House or the Priority House, which was sort of like a halfway house here in Statesville for men. I sat on that board. I actually sat on the board of the Outer County Museum, Children's Museum, you know, and early on also. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I have. And, and, and I tell I people, remember you yeah. doing a fundraiser at, uh, I guess it was at the Randy Marion's it, house it one was. time. And yes. you, were, you were leading the show there. I, yeah, and and I did. I, I think spoke. you got some money out of me, and I was, I was pretty tight. <laughs> I'm still kind of tight. Yeah, I did. I did. I did do. Yeah, I did. And I remember that. In fact, yeah. you know, I, my wife now, we were dating at the time. Mm-hmm. And so that was a real big thing for her, you know, for me. I got I got some cool points. So, yeah, yeah we're going to Randy Marion's house. <laughs> and whatnot. So, yeah, it was. And, and, and it's not just 21 years of experience practicing in Iredale County, Alexander County. I've practiced in Rowan County, Catawba County, yeah, yeah. Mecklenburg County, Rutherford County, around. Forsyth County. And, and you know what? I also have done federal court. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. you know, bankruptcies. Yeah. And criminal stuff. So it, it's it's what you've done with that experience because anybody can live for fifty years. It's what you've done during that fifty years that people are you know people are uh, you know counting on. Right. Well, I, you know the Republican Party must be excited about you. Yeah, uh, there, running there are some. and yeah, um, and, and I've been and, and I've been welcomed. To, I've been welcomed. Yeah, them. I've been welcomed with open arms and 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 I've enjoyed it. And 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 you know the I think the the most interesting thing is that. Um, when I did announce that I was running and, you know, that I, you know, I, you know, joined the, uh, the Republican Party last year, actually. And um, 
you know, just the outpouring of support mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and people coming to me saying, you know what, you know, I, I, I really think you'd be great for the party. And I feel I'd be great for the party because it's not just a one way street. It's not what I can get from the party. It's what I can bring to the party. Absolutely. I you know, think. and, and, and I mean that sincerely yeah. because not many people that I know, you know, that, that I've been in contact with all my life. There are people that are actually you know, not necessarily switching over to straight into the republic, but they're switching over independent and they're listening yeah, to me. Yeah, because independents mm-hmm. can yeah. vote for Yeah, me. they can vote for me. Yeah. And 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 so and and one of the things that I learned even running during the last campaign was that even though I was running on the independent ticket because I did not want to get into and the reason I didn't get into your you know the Republican party running as a Republican the last go around because there were three people that were running and there was no primary. And so right. it would have been four people, you know, and and really it was sort of, you know, it's going to split the vote. But And I could have easily said, okay, well, I'm going to flip to, you know, Democrat because I have a better chance. But, no, I remained the middle. I remained in, you know, the independent in, in knowing that after that I was right. going to, you know, run, you know, in the Republican Party. But the, the biggest thing is that I learned is that, you know, even if people are registered independent, they still lean toward one way or the other as far as yeah. a party is concerned. And there yeah. are a lot more people that... Well, are, yeah. I think most of us out there are physically conservative, yes. but socially liberal yeah. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hope I hope all the independents get out and vote for you. For I do. Per, my own personal reasons. Yeah. I know you can't, you know, this isn't what you're no, huh? uh, espousing, but... I want to see the first black man on the bench yeah. in Ardell County. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and like and we I, need said, I just need to be able to know a judge. Yeah, <laughs> that's all well, I need. You're gonna get. Well, you're it gonna sounds get like that's not gonna help you. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to recuse myself. <laughs> but but you know, and, and and I tell people, I, I'm not. You know, and, and and please, I want to make sure that I make this clear to all the viewers that are listening to this podcast. I'm not running um, to be the first minority ever on the bench here in our district. I'm running to be, you know, a judge that's going to be fair. And because of my experiences as a minority, I can bring, you know, a different experience in the courtroom where I can feel like I can use my experiences, you know, personally, professionally, Mm -hmm. to make sure that everybody is treated equally. I would take absolutely nothing for the way I grew up. I would take absolutely nothing for the experiences that I've had in life, even the bad times. Um, because now that I look, you know, even back on the bad times, and I still may have something to go, I've tried to grow from each experience. And, you know, and that's what I teach my kids. You know, that's what, you know, and, and, and I got to say this too. I'm married with four children. I, you know, love my wife to death. She's been very supportive throughout this whole entire process because it is very taxing. And one of the things that, you know, I, I always tell people is that, you know, however you, you know, Keep your personal life. That's how you run your office. If you run a good office, you you, should, you know you run a good you know personal life, a home life. And one of the things that I'm most proud of, and and one of the things I love doing, is not only just you know being you know husband, but being a dad. Um, you know because when I was you know my I was young, you know of course mm-hmm. my dad passed away, and I always wanted to make sure that if and first of all I thought I was going to pass away, at, you know when my dad at his age, it's just always a fear I had that I would never live to have kids and then, you know, in the whole nine. But if I did have kids, I was going to teach them all the things that I learned in life that my mother taught me in life. So as a result of that, we have four children between us. Okay. My, my wife has a child from a prior, he's my stepson, but he's my son. I've raised him since he was in the fifth grade. 
He graduated from ECU. In the fall, he'll be attending um, Chapel Hill, starting on his MBA. Very proud oh, of him. Great. You know, works for Verizon and Tesla. Um, our next to the oldest son is from my prior marriage. His name is Daryl. Um, my first son's name is Jonathan. His name is Daryl. He is in his last semester at the University of Alabama in the mechanical engineering program. He has six classes to go. He'll finish at the end of the semester of the summer. My daughter from my prior marriage, her name is Brittany Davidson. She is at the, uh, she's an undergrad at the University of Alabama in the, in the business school. She's a business finance major. I was a finance major undergrad. And then we have my, my, my daughter who is at home with us. Her name is Gracie. She is uh, a freshman at Mooresville Senior High School, um, and she is the president of her freshman class. And I tell her, I said, sweetheart, you've done something that, you know, I haven't been able to do yet. <laughs> and she said, what's that? I said, baby, you got elected. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> you've done something in your 15 years I haven't been able to accomplish in 50. So she you're on your, your way. She, she's running my campaign. In fact, I got to give a, I, I got to make, I got to do this for her today, you know. I love all my kids equally. They're they're my and you know, and as you can see, like I said, to me, education is generational, you know, if that's what they, you know, are planning to do. You know, she she got accepted into um a program at Harvard for the summer, um, national leadership program oh, where okay. she's gonna be normal. There, yeah, she'll be there for nine <laughs> days. So yeah, nine <laughs> days. She'll be at yeah, Harvard. In the in the and you know, doing something in the medical, you know, medical science program there. And she's also um, applying to Brown. Uh, they sent her a letter to apply for a program that's similar to the one at Harvard. So I'm, I'm very proud of her. I'm very, I'm so proud she'll of all do all right. Children. Yeah, Good I, genetics, yeah, I guess. Well, you know what I told her? I said, you know, I said, sweetheart, I said, you know what? You know, the, if I get old and I can't, you know, take care of myself, I said, you don't have to worry about a nursing home. I said, I tell you what, this is what you do. Just lay me up beside a dumpster outside a restaurant. At least I'll get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no. Well, but good, uh, good luck on, it's great to you know have this opportunity to talk with you. I've enjoyed um, it. I really have. And yeah. you know what? I really appreciate you having me on. Um, I, I've, like I said, I've known you for a long time, and and, and um, I've always respected you. And, and, and it, it says a lot to have a successful business. I mean, you guys have been successful for quite a while, and you don't gain success by not, you know, as far as in our business, by not being credible and honest. You don't, you don't last very long. And, and so, you know, really, really, you know, I really, really admire that. You know, I really, really admire that about your firm. I appreciate it. We've been lucky we're surrounded with great people. And you know what? And hey, yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Because I, I tell people, you got, you know, as far as staff is concerned, sometimes you got to kiss a lot of frogs to get a prince. And, you know, <laughs> and, and what I mean by that, and that's, and you know what, and that's a quote from Presley Maddox who used to tell me, and I didn't really understand that until I started looking for people to work with me. And, you know, I have great staff. You know, mm -hmm. my, my two staff members, Tanya Bailey and Erica Gonzalez, they, they, you know, Tanya's been with me since, you know, actually she's been with me longer than my wife and I have been married. She, mm -hmm. We started it, you know, started it out, you know, right. um, and, and whatnot. But, you know, again, you know, I really appreciate being on here. I appreciate you giving me the time. Um, as you can tell, you know, I, I love to talk. <laughs> I was thinking so, we didn't have to use our questions. So, good. We're on a podcast. Well, now, one thing, this this is going to be decided in March. It's been March, yes. As because fact, it's only yeah. one primary. There's it's, no Democratic exactly. candidates. Exactly. So. There are no Democratic candidates. And, and I'll tell you, there. And, and I tell people. So how do you, um, so there's three of you. Three of your seat. Yes. And you're the the third person, are you can be I'm the, the, I'm the second person. You're the second yeah. person. You're on the ballot. And, and, and I tell people, you can go to my Facebook page, you know, my personal Facebook page, Daryl Davidson, or you can log on to www.electdavidsonforjudge.com to find out, one, about my campaign, number two, about important events, number, number three, about important dates. 
Early voting is on February the 13th through the February the 29th. The actual primary day is March the 3rd. And, you know, if I'm successful in the primary, then, you know, I don't have to worry about the general election that's coming up actually in November. And there are two seats. I, I always tell people, I made a video on Facebook that I'm also going to probably upload to YouTube. Um, there are two seats that are available. There's a seat two and there's a seat six. On seat two, there are two individuals that are running on that seat. And then seat three, there are three of us running, but you only, of course, get to pick one. Now, I'm second mm -hmm. on the ballot. And, you know, but it, it's district court is on the back of the Republican primary ticket, you know. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for independents. And you Daryl Davison. That's D.D. Daryl G. Davison. Yeah, Daryl G. Davison Sr. And I tell yeah. people that, you know, the D.D. stands for double barrel, like a shotgun. I tell them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am about <laughs> guns. But. But the bottom line is, you know, you have a choice. And, you know, like I said before, I, I want to make sure people understand the individuals that are on the ballot that I'm running against, they're my opponents. They're not my enemies. Um, we were friends before we decided to run for the same seat. We're going to be friends. We're friends during this campaign. I, I, I told them we're, we're, we've all agreed to run a clean campaign. And we're going to be friends afterwards because one of us will be practicing right. before Absolutely. the other. Okay? Yeah. You run a smelly campaign, it'll it'll smell afterwards and, and after the election. So well, that's refreshing. People, yeah, I'm going to tell you well, something. And, yeah, and it's important. It's, most people are so tired well, of this nonsense. It, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's a duty I think we have, period. It's, it's, it's the golden. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. I believe in the boomerang effect. You, you know what a boomerang does. Whatever you throw out, it's gonna come back to you. Oh yeah. And that's and and, and that's just I think that's the truth of the matter. That. Yeah, that's the truth of the matter. So I, I am. Well, I hope people, people will get yeah. out and support you. And, I do, uh, and especially for the independents. And I tell people, yeah, yeah, you know, in, in order to support me, you you know, you of course you have to be in the Republican Party, you know, and vote in the Republican parties. But you know, or be independent. If if you know, and I tell people, if you're independent, you can come in or and vote for me. Also yeah. known as unaffiliated. Yeah, unaff I guess. yeah, unaffiliated. And so you can an unaffiliated person can just decide when they get there to vote. Yes. I want to vote. I want to vote in the Republican, Republican primary. Yes. Okay. Yes, and that's and that's what I implore you to do. And and I'll tell you, if you're voting for district court judges, you won't be able to use the the Democratic ballot because there are no there are no Democrat um, candidates that are actually running. Right. And, you know, and, and again, like I said, um, you know, a lot of times there are, people don't really think about the district court judge race. They, they just look at the front of the ballot and they don't worry about it. But the local politics are the ones that can affect you. And when I say that the local elections, yeah. they can affect you the very next day. You know, mm -hmm. so the decision about the commissioners, the decisions about the local judges, those are important. I implore people to research your candidates, you know, and make an informed decision, you know, about it. And and that way, you know, even if the candidate that you vote for, if they're not successful, at least you've exercised your right to vote. And and I tell, you know, I tell all, you know, even people that during the last election, you know, there are people who had to get down on their knees um, to, you know, for the right to vote and we are standing on the shoulders of the people that were on their knees begging for the right to vote and now that you have this right exercise it exercise it you're mm -hmm. making people proud that you know and 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 that died and that was of every every race you right. know yeah, it was all of we've had a couple of people yeah, come on the podcast about local politics and that's what we hear every time it's it's not about a, a specific person or a specific party or whatever we just want people to go out and exercise their right to vote exactly. so your voice can be heard. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, exactly. and especially in the local elections because yeah. they affect you yeah, more exactly. directly than anything. Exactly. And yeah. so, you know, again, please get out and vote. And, and I implore you, and I said this on Facebook, if you want to talk to me directly, you can call my office, 828-632-2268. If I'm not there, leave a message. 
I'll call you back because I'll be glad to talk to you. In fact, there was a gentleman, I'll tell you this story, and I know you probably, you know, because I could talk all night. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> gentleman called me up last time I was running independent, and 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 he said, um, you know, I see your signs out there, and he was an older gentleman, and he said, um, you know, I'd like to know what your position is on some things. And I said, you know what, I'll do better than that. Tell me where you live. I'll come out and see you. Went out to see him. We had coffee, realized he was a Vietnam vet. We had more in common than what anybody would have ever thought, okay? And he was in the Republican Party. And, and I said, you know, I, I, I'm so glad to meet you. And, 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 you know, and again, thank you for making me feel welcome and comfortable. And, and by the time that I left, you know, he, he, was, you know, he was okay with supporting me. That's great. And, and, yeah, because you know, I think you should be accessible. Being a, being a district court judge, of course, you know, it's not just being in court. Use that position to do good in the community, you know, and, and, and that's what my plans are. It's not just going to be elected and I'm out and then I'm sitting on the bench and you never see me again. If I'm able to use it for the better part of the community, whether it's supporting events and causes that, you know, we believe in or that, that helps the general community as a whole, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do that. You need, it needs to be done. It's a duty for all of us, period. Darrell, we invested. we definitely appreciate coming no, on. Learn you. learn so much about you. I, I have a ton of respect for you. I, we get I to work out it. at the the gym together. Yeah, so, we do. So I I've well, already boys are both looking pretty. Yeah, uh, that's good that's why uh, this end of the table is good looking. <laughs> yeah, right. Tiff, hey. Tiff goes there too. Tiff Sometimes. goes there too. But you know we're a little skewed over here. But uh, no, we definitely appreciate y'all. Sixty two years old. <laughs> hey, you look good for sixty two. Guys, <laughs> we will uh, we'll see you next time on the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, make sure you give us a review on iTunes. It just helps us be seen by more people. Also, share it with your friends and let everyone know what we're doing over here in the Lake Norman area. We will see you guys on the next episode.